You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Uh, we were going to launch on June 15th, but there's a lot of chatter, a lot of support. So we said, hey, let's go ahead and rip one out. So, uh, Well, we were told everybody was like, you need to go ahead and get this preview or this promo cut. And so don't expect anybody to download it. Right. Well, the buzz started. Exactly. We started getting requests. So we thought, why wait for the U.S. Open? Yeah. Why not go ahead and do it? Don't stri- strike while the iron's hot. Don't <laughs> don't let it don't let it uh, don't let it wind down. So uh, here we are. Uh, it's Ben and Kyle again, uh, or Kyle and Ben mm-hmm. uh, again, and um, we're just ready to uh, ready to get going. This is this is going to be fun. We've been excited about this. We we've been texting a lot, tweeting a lot, um, talking to each other about the things we're going to talk about, and you know, unfortunately, nothing very interesting happened this weekend. Psych. <laughs> it was awesome. It was perfect. There was so much stuff that happened. It was great. Everywhere. Um, worldwide. Worldwide. It was, oh, yeah. it was just not from the memorial this week. It's not, been and it's been a couple of weeks leading up some of the things we're gonna to discuss today. Absolutely. So uh I wanted to take one uh, a couple of quick minutes and just kind of introduce ourselves a little bit. Um kind of talk about, you know, a quick little background on us, our golf careers. Uh <laughs> If that's uh, what you call it. If that's what you want to call it. Things like that. And just so you kind of get a better understanding of who we are. And uh, so it'll make it easier to kind of relate to some of the stories that we're going to tell. So, Ben, kick us off. With me, uh, there's a, going to what we call a dad by golf pod. I mean, we're both dads. So we got home life that we got to wrestle with. Uh, we got professional lives as well, which is not golf. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Even though some of my uh, some, my wife would probably say different, she'd say I play too much, and that that, that probably is a profession. Um, so um, in the radio business, been in sales, been in radio, been off and on in that for years. I uh, started playing when I was uh, Spalding Blades with my uh, my dad gave me. I still have them. Well, I've got four of the blades that I used to use. Uh, and I try. I've tried numerous times to hit the four iron, and I can't. It's it's like hitting. I mean, it's like a little. It's like a. It's like having a silver dollar at the end of your stick trying like to hit gives it. Gives me the shakes. It, it does, and trust me, you hit it, and it it, it is unbelievable. I, I can't believe that professional golfers used to play with these clubs. Uh, so I uh, started playing when I was thirteen. He gave me a, a hand me down set, and I've uh, been playing ever since, man. And never had never had not one professional lesson. Uh, so I can be the Bubba Watson of golf. Um, I've never, I've had buddies that said, Hey, you need to, you need, I've taken the, the John Daly approach of, uh, not grip and rip it, but more or less the lines of, he's always said, when you get out of there on the range or on the course, whatever's hitting it straight, do whatever it takes to hit it straight. Yes. And you'll be fine. Absolutely. And so I've kind of gone with that approach. So, um, not, I play local munis. I'm not a, not a member of a club anywhere. So I'm, I'm going to, but I am a, a traveling golfer. So when somebody says, Hey, let's go out of town, let's go play this course. Okay, I'll go. And so I'm, I'm just a guy that likes to have fun, play music on the course. I'm one of those guys. It's good. So, um, I upset the so older, over it. the older generation that, <laughs> yeah, that gets upset with me because hey, that guy's playing his music and yeah, it can get too loud. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that everyday dress very inappropriately with loud clothes <laughs> type dad golfer. And that could be said no more clear than the shirt you're wearing today. <laughs> yeah, it is a dinosaur shirt. I got dinosaur, dinosaur robeback print. Yes. It looks pretty sharp. 
I, like <laughs> I knew you'd like it. Yeah. So, uh, quick thing about me. I'm, my name's Kyle. Uh, I got a similar background to Ben. No radio, but mostly sales. So I play a lot of golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't start playing uh, until I was out of high school. Mm-hmm. I had. Uh, I think I succumbed to the myth that the golf swing messes up your baseball swing. Mm-hmm. I just want to go ahead and get this out there. What does that even mean? It, nothing. My dad so, did it just so he didn't have to. He told me that because I played a lot of baseball just so I wouldn't go play golf. What What do you think we're going to do? Like the pitch is going to come and we're going to swing down at the plate yeah. like we're trying to, you know, you know, hit a little cut out there to right center. Like what, what, but what does that even mean? But apparently your coaches and your dad got in your head too. That's well, it worked. <laughs> and I, I wasn't even good at baseball. So, so I mean, let me play golf and you know, mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened, but no. So uh, I didn't really, I did like little summer camps and things like that, but I didn't really start playing 18 holes of golf, like really being a golfer until after high school. And uh, I always, uh, I always could hit the ball pretty far. So uh, kind of I, I sped up my development I guess I also have never really had a swing coach I have gone for like little lessons here or there to say hey something's wrong I don't know what's going on and they'll you know hey it's your grip hey it's this hey it's that but as far as like learning to play the game of golf I pretty much have done it mm-hmm. just like you um I love to play tournaments I try to play as many as I can uh, I just love competing I don't win very often but <laughs> But it's still fun. I love to travel as well. Played some pretty cool courses. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it. I feel like I, I, that story, our stories are very similar to a lot of the guys that are going to be listening to uh, listening to this and uh, interacting with us. So hopefully that helps us be, you know, a little bit more relatable uh, moving forward. Um, and, I, and to kind of segue into who we are, a little bit more about who we are, I wanted to kind of talk about this uh, Max Homa uh, deal with on oh, Twitter. Oh man, yeah. So, for Back, the, give the backstory on it for those. Yeah, who don't for those know. for those who don't know, there's this guy. I believe his name's Armin on Twitter, and he tweeted. He started this thing, and it's it's going to be a nightmare moving forward for, for, for every other for golfer. Every other golfer. Homa's the smartest one. Yeah, to be the first. Get it out of the way. And then he's, he's said, I'm never doing this yeah, again. Yeah, and he can, he's going ahead and laid it out, but he can say it like people that continue to tweet, because people are still tweeting at him about Oh, sure. He's like, no, I'm done. done. Like, you don't understand. I'm done. This, this is, is it. it. He won. Armin won. Yeah. Anyway, so he started day one. It's day one. This is day one of tweeting Max Homa to play golf with me. And mm-hmm. so he did it for 25 consecutive days, and Max always had a really cool denial every single day. It was like, hey, I've got something to do today this morning or something. I can't play this afternoon. It was, it was just basically to be oh, some of it was stupid. Yeah. Some, some of it was, just, yeah. Some it, of it was like, hey, I'm having my shoes cleaned today. I think that was yeah. one of the ones he was, he was like, nah, man, the caddy's got the, he's cleaning the shoes today. So I don't have any shoes to wear. So exactly. I'm, I'm just not playing. Well, at the end of day 25, he finally was like, all right, dude, we're going to do it. When, when the season winds down, I'll DM you. We'll get it lined up. And then this Armin guy's just kind of blown up on Twitter now. Oh, yeah. He's that, guy's pro- that guy's probably got, I hadn't even looked at his followers lately. Yeah. He's probably got a ton of followers. I think it's now. probably, it's well over a thousand. I think wow. he had just a few, you know, a couple hundred. Yeah. So big props to him. But I thought that would be fun to talk about not uh, anyone not named Tiger Woods. Yeah. Who would you, yeah, because like that'd, that'd be the natural one. Sure. Yeah. If I could get him or Jack Nicholas or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So, but who is somebody? that you would tweet at for 25 days to play golf with. The one the one that I would tweet at, but I don't think he's on Twitter. I think people handle his Twitter would be John Daly. Oh, yes. And the reason being is just because 
you see the videos that get released of him playing with everyday golfers, and he does he does he has fun. He's out there to have fun. Yes. Um, so if but if somebody he would he would be number one. But the the one that I would really like to do would be Fred Couples. Oh, Fred! Freddie's just so cool, and I would want people watching because he has very cool followers. Yes, he also has very hot followers. Yes, because even at his age, the women come out of the woodwork to watch this guy play. The Silver Fox, they <laughs> he love is. Him. He is the and he's the cool. And everybody, if you've ever watched him warm up on the range, he doesn't warm up. He spends more time talking yes. to the other players, and then he'll randomly go over there, hit three balls. He'll think of something, go chit chat with somebody. So, and he does that during the round, too. Uh, so he would probably be, since he is, on, well, I'm sure his people tweet, too. I doubt it's him tweeting it. Right. Uh, just because he's even said before he doesn't do social media. Um, but um, J.D. would be the fun one. Freddie would be the one that, growing up watching, I think, you know, my dad kind of liked Fred Couples, but it, w- it would be Freddie. It, if it's not Tiger Woods, because you said it can't be Tiger Woods. So if it, if it wasn't Tiger Woods, it would have to be Fred Couples. And you, you could backdoor your way into Tiger I was going to say, Freddie would probably ask you. I could probably they're, say, they're hey, man, good, bring, some, bring some friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of took that route. Um, who's a guy I like mm-hmm. that could possibly get me in touch with Tiger Woods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good so, one. So uh, I picked Justin Thomas. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, just I like Justin Thomas. I, I kind of um, he came and played in a charity event close to where we live, and uh, it was like a celebrity scramble. And uh, I think he was wearing the clothes that he wore the night before. They came in for this. They came in for like a party the night before, and uh, he looked like he had a blast. And um, he just seems like a really cool guy to uh, that that you would have fun playing with, kind of mm-hmm. like John Daly. I don't think he's going to get barefooted. And take his shirt off and yeah. and hit hole in ones like John Daly does on on some of the videos you see. But I think he's a re- he'd be a really fun guy that I could probably have friendship with, mm-hmm. and then maybe parlay that into you know watching Tiger Woods putt from like across the street or yes. something, and maybe talking to him on a walkie talkie or something like that. Yes, <laughs> and, and 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 JT is also he's just a golf lover. Yes. I mean, like when he was at Augusta this, this past year, he was there to watch the kids in the, the drive chip and putt and was watching. Can you imagine that if you're a 12-year-old and you turn around Justin Thomas is staring yeah, at you? Exactly. <laughs> and then he he uh, he paid, he writes a check to this dude. Um, yeah, mini tour player. Mike Giusecki or Mike? I, I can't remember his last name. I think he, that's what it is. He, he he is a guy that he's a he look he's a dad bod golf pod guy. If yeah. you see his look, um, he, is, he is one of us. He's got the he's he may got, not have kids yet, but he's definitely he's got the dad bod going. He's for got sure. that fast tracked. Um, and uh, he's he's he qualified, and then he got in on sponsor exemption. And um, JT really liked his story. Hey, it's still they played a, together at Colonial. They did, and and JT asked him. He said, "Hey, do you want to play a, a, a you know practice round?" And uh, and so he actually got to play the practice round with him as well. Right. Um, and JT just kind of fell in love with the story and and wrote him a check. Still an undisclosed amount. I'm sure it wasn't. There were some jokes going around Twitter. He gave him 25 bucks. That was the cl- club pro guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the Photoshop yeah. $25 check. $25 check. I think it was probably a little more than that. It said uh, hashtag brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I think I think he probably hooked him up with more than that because he he had heard too about how his dad was funding him right because he didn't have any sponsors uh, so JT was able to write and said hey man go get your dream hopefully we'll see you here one day um, so that's a good one JT I mean and then we, if we did it together I mean JT and John Daly 
I know Freddie. We could we could get Freddie to come on that just because he likes JT. He hangs out with Tiger and JT yeah. down there together. Um, it, 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 you could parlay our way in if we did. Um, cause apparently, Ricky when he didn't get, um, you know, when he didn't qualify um, for the PGA Championship, he watched it with Tiger. So if we if we were to pick JT, Ricky. Uh, any of those guys that are down, Rory's been going over and hanging out with Tiger. Right. Uh, any of those guys, we probably could have backdoor our way into oh, yeah. Tiger can play. There'll be some. There'll be some good friendship going on, and then we're we're there. I'm curious though. Max has set the tone. Max Homa has 25 straight days of tweeting by this guy, and he's going to go play with him. How many other pros are already being tweeted at? And are they just going to blow it off, or is somebody going to take them up on the offer? I, the amount has to be like there's already people tweeting him like look what you've started yes and they'll like retweet the yes. people that have started tweeting yeah, them so other pros have done that i don't think it's going to be a huge thing uh because then it kind of you kind of look lame if you're the pro that kind you're like you're following max homa now so yeah. so i think that's pr- going to be pretty much it so uh but there may be some lower there may, may be some like c-list guys <laughs> that may jump on there i don't know but uh for for exposure to try to get yes. in that get in that pip conversation but uh so uh we'll just we'll have to see um speaking of pip conversation yes <laughs> the big one is this, this is this for show is it for dough or is it they genuinely don't like one another okay in case you're living under a rock we're talking about uh the beef between bryson and uh, Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I think they genuinely despise each other. I think Brooks dislikes Bryson more than Bryson dislikes Brooks. I think Brooks dislikes probably 95% of the tournament field. <laughs> and he just comes across as that guy that just, he he hangs out. He We were talking about JT and Rory and Ricky and all those guys hanging out with Tiger. Brooks doesn't come, he's just with his with his woman. He's with Jenna. I don't even really think Brooks likes golf. I don't think he does either. Or either he's the guy that I'm too cool to let you know that I like golf. Yeah. It may be more, more along I that. Think, I think it's more <laughs> along that lines. But they, they, the two of them, you know, the, the viral video, as you said, if, unless you've lived under a rock, where Brooks, especially the unedited video. Oh, yeah. That was even better. Yeah. Um, I can't believe have we heard? Is that I, person still working for the golf channel? There's no. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if it's strategic, but just for, for Brooks may have after the interview said, "You guys need to leak that." Like, yeah. I don't mind it. Or I mean, send me that. It wouldn't surprise me at all <laughs> if that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's doing an interview uh, post round, and he played with Bryson that day. And uh, that's another thing. Bryson still wears metal spikes. Uh, yeah. But he says it's because of his swing. I also think it's just annoying. Uh, annoys people. <laughs> Um, Brooks had said that bothered him all day with the spikes on the on the green. He didn't say it in those words as eloquent as I just put it. Right. Um, Bryson even tweeted back and said, "You do realize you can fix spike marks now? Like it's not yeah. against the rules anymore." So then it even got worse. And Brooks had some choice words right. that were caught on camera. That that's not the interview that you saw on the golf channel, but that is the interview you saw on the internet. <laughs> if you, if you're on Twitter, you didn't see the real interview. You got to see the the one that was recorded before that. Right. Um, so it was, I, I think it's great. I think it's great for golf. I think the two of them are in the running for the 40 million or whatever it is now. What is it? 10 million? What, how much 40. Is, it? is it 40? It's a pool of, yeah. it's a pool of 40. I don't know how much the grand prize winner is going to get. I haven't yeah. seen the breakdown of it. Uh, also, I'm kind of wondering how many people are going to be, how many pros are going to be upset that don't get 
a cut of that because uh, you got some that are already established. We talked about Max Home already. Right. Um, Brooks and Bryson are doing a great job. Brooks even got Michelob Ultra involved this weekend. What's your take on that? So, for those that, for those that don't know, basically, Brooks didn't play this weekend. So, <laughs> there were some fans that were chirping at at Bryson. They were calling him Brooksy because that ag- that aggravated him at the PGA Championship. So they're calling him Brooksy, and apparently after the front nine or so, some of those guys were asked to leave. Yes. <laughs> so the, if he started – at first he started pointing him out. Then he got the caddy too. Yeah. So I guess he realized – It's a bad look. It's a bad look for me to do this. Maybe <laughs> I should quit going over to the police officer and ask him to escort this yeah. guy out. Uh, so then he got the caddy to do it. And so then Brooks partners with Michelob Ultra, who's already one of his sponsors. Right. But he had to have gotten permission from Ultra to do oh, yeah. this. I um, think it was from it came from their Twitter, maybe. I, I think, think you're right. T- I think they you're tweeted right. it too. And, tweeted then, it. and so tweeted. he's sitting at his pool, um, vegging out for the weekend. He's got his right. ultra on the on the table. And he said, you know, for those of you that um were asked to leave, he didn't he didn't address Bryson by name. He said, "If your time was cut short, if your time was cut short <laughs> at the tournament, DM us. I think it was the first 50, 50 or so like that. Uh, first fifty, they will send you a free case of uh, Michelob Ultra. Um, you know, from Michelob, from Brooke. He was paying for it for them to send it. So, uh, I mean, good for the good for them. The guys that got kicked out. They got a free case of beer out of it. <laughs> well, so now we're <laughs> now we've gone. We go to Twitter and we're we're using." Uh, beer and other things to get dudes to taunt other golfers. Yes. We have reached a new era of golf. <laughs> I love it because you got both of them are, are up there. You got the Ryder Cup coming up. Yeah. They're going to be teammates. Do they put that aside? I mean, you've seen where people have been able to put it aside with Patrick Reed. They will not put it aside. I don't think they will. I, I don't think they're going to be sitting side by side at dinners. No. I don't think they're going to be sitting side by side in team rooms. And I think if Stricker pairs them together, it would be just basically to help them get ratings. forty million dollars yeah. in ratings. That'd be the only re- that would be the coldest. Before Tiger and Phil became friends, when they were paired together, when they when Tiger first started playing a Ryder Cup play, and everybody was like, "You got to you got to put Tiger and Phil together." They did. It was a it was a catastrophe. Catastrophe. They you could tell they did not like one another. They did not play well. Right. It was not cohesive. So there's, it's not going to happen. But they right now, both of them, unless one of them gets injured, which Brooks could, he could re-aggravate that leg. Unless one of them gets injured, they're going to be on the Ryder Cup team together. Oh yeah, for sure. And I just can't believe they hadn't they hadn't been professional. But that's why I ask: Is this for show and for dough? I think it's probably about. I think I don't think it's for show or for dough. I think it's about eighty percent. They just genuinely don't like each other, and they're like, "Hey, let's parlay this into possibly winning some winning some money at the end of the year." Did you catch the hot mic with Spieth this weekend, telling Bryson, giving him some advice about it? I, the only hot mic I caught was where they were talking about his drive on. Yeah. I think it was eleven. Yeah, where he hit it like oh. where you would think it was ob, and it. It was it was a par flew five. Three fifty seven. He flew it three fifty seven. And he he flew it to the layup area. Was it five or eleven? I think maybe number five. Anyway, I can't remember the hole, but it was a par five. The shot tracer was absolutely wild. And <laughs> it went over like a neighborhood. It and, then, was, and it was great that what Spieth said. Yeah, he's he's like we were together. all hoping you would do that. <laughs> he's like we kept staring at you. Like we were waiting for it. Like please do it. And Spieth even said he said I started to say something like you should go for it. Yeah. And he said and I figured that's not my place. I don't yeah. need to do that. 
Um, but Spieth, because he had because some some people had heard that he had talked to Bryson a little bit, and Spieth had told him in the round, he said, "You need to quit addressing this." Like there, and Spieth had said, he said, "I've had people legit come up to me and tell me I suck to my face." Like when I was going through trials and tribulations right. and not playing well, he goes, "This Brooksy thing, I would just not address it. Just let it go. Just let them." He said, "I promise you, if you do that for a couple of tournaments, they're going to shut up. Yeah. When they see that it doesn't affect you, they, like, the only reason they're keep going is because you get because mad it's, at it's it. It's clearly obvious <laughs> that it rattles you. Yes. Yeah. And so that's that was Spee's advice to him, and and because that's what pe- people had said. You know, then the reporter that was even in the press conference, and and the reporter asked him said. Well, have you had people chirp at you? And that's when he said, he said, yeah, I've had people legit come up to me face to face and say, you suck at golf right now. <laughs> and they'd just be random fans that probably can't break 100. Right. And they're telling him that. He said, so you 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 got to ignore it. Like, if you can't block it out, they're going to keep chirping. Oh, you. they're going to keep going. And then clearly Brooks is going to keep feeding them beer as long as they'll do it. Oh, <laughs> now that there's a bounty out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to, now that the, the, Everyday golfer knows that they can show up at a tournament, and if they get kicked out, they can DM Brooks and, and Michelob Ultra like and get what, a case of beers in. Brooksy will be like the most tame thing that's going to come yes. out moving forward. Because that does, that doesn't cost Michelob Ultra anything. No, to be able, fifty cases of beer, that's nothing. No, that's n- compared to what they're paying Brooks to endorse them. That is nothing. So they could afford to do that every tournament. Absolutely. And, and so it's probably going to happen. It's going to get worse. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, there's not certain, like, little hashtags floating around for, like, what to say. Yes. And, you know, it, 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 could, get, it could get ugly if, if Bryson can't just say, I'm just going to tone it out and let it be. And if, it, if he keeps showing that it bothers him, it's going to get worse and worse. <laughs> and, Bro- and he'll be hoping for the day where they just yelled Brooksy. The thing that I love about it, though, is we talked about Stricker pairing him together and how he shouldn't at the Ryder Cup. That's not going to be the same of these tournaments. You know, these tournaments always look for storylines of who to pair to get. They can say it's random all they want. It ain't random. Well, the USGA doesn't even hide it. So no. I would say the US Open would be the one to circle. Yeah. That could be the one where we the see first that. Two rounds, the first they, two yes. rounds, they put it on him. They're featured group, hot mic'd. And Brooks is a former winner, so they're going to probably on the U.S. Open put an amateur with him. Could you imagine how weird that would be as an amateur playing with them? They're the last two U.S. Open winners. Yeah. So they're going to get an amateur. They're going to get a qualifier or an amateur that plays with them. That would be absolutely. It's a a guarantee. That would be epic. (laughs) Absolutely epic. What a miserable day for that guy. For the the amateur or even the, the qualifier that barely got in. I don't know. Think about this, though. The amateurs are typically pretty for the most part, pretty young guys. Yeah. And they're going to be probably big in social media. They're, they may be just eating it up, like like waiting for. How awesome would it be, like on the first tee, if the amateur says, so we're going to address this or not? <laughs> or just let it lie. <laughs> just throw it out there. It also could just be like stone cold silent the whole time, too. So yeah. It's, in majors, it usually is anyway. Now, when the amateurs play with them, you'll always see the pro visit with the amateur a little bit just because – They've been there. They've done it. They they will kind of take them under their wing uh, until they get serious. Because uh, you've heard amateurs tell stories about how, oh, I was afraid to say anything, or and, until you know got to the second hole, and all of a sudden they're asking me like where I go to school and what I do and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting because you're right. That's the that's the tournament to circle the U.S. Open because being the two U.S. Open winners, they're going to put them together probably. And some poor amateur or qualifier is going to be stuck with them. They love storylines, so 
I'll, I'm, I'm on the lookout for that. that. That'll be a huge missed opportunity if they don't. Um, speaking of which, and you, t- you mentioned uh, Bryson going for it and putting it in the layup area, cutting the corner. Uh, the Memorial's past weekend, what a bunch of stories come out of that. Holy cow. <laughs> Nothing interesting happened whatsoever. I mean, what if, if it all, the Memorial's already a tournament to put on your calendar to watch just because it's Jack's tournament. Right. And he ain't going to be around very much longer. And there was all this talk about him redoing the course and mm-hmm. how it changed everything and two. So, so you had that storyline as well. And then absolutely everything that could be interesting <laughs> happened over the weekend. But first of all, this is my, my takeaway. So you know how the masters, they'll like pump in like birds and stuff like, oh, birds, yeah, they, sounds they, like that. They make it no, they make no bones about it. They pump in uh, nature sounds, I guess you could say. The cicadas were absolutely out of control holy cow i couldn't even hardly watch i love how it was on some holes on some but not on others though yeah i'm like are they pumping in cicada sounds like that's not even that's not even soothing that's not even soothing it's like nails on a chalkboard but it was wild like there was one time uh they were they talked for 30 40 seconds about a cicada on xander shoffley's hat like it was just landed on his hat and he had no idea and they're like oh my god there's there's one on his hat i love how the european tour players that were here they don't have a cicada problem over there, no. and how when they would come near them, they it looked it like freaked a, them out. it freaked them out. It looked like a, they were swatting helicopters. Oh, they man. looked like aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like they're an attack vehicle. We or something. get them down here. We just don't right. get them that bad. No, it was it was insane. I told you, I said I, I love being from South Alabama. I mean, we'd have our windows open on cool nights, and you'd hear them in the, like it. It put me to sleep. It had I had no problem. I don't you know said if it, anybody. You said it bothered. I, you. I don't know if anybody could sleep. It was so loud. It was so loud. I mean, it, I'm like you, though. I am wondering if they purposely either pumped it in or put microphones out in the trees. Sure. To see if it because you could hear it on some. You would think as loud as it was on some of the holes, you'd be able to hear it course wide. Right. And there were some times where they would show the player and you didn't hear anything. Right. It may have been like a a swarm in certain areas. Must have been. Or not, or I don't, I don't so, know. So that was the that was the initial talk of the tournament. Yeah. It got a lot worse from there. Yeah, it got weird from there. <laughs> So uh, after, so not only you got the the cicadas just going absolutely ape throughout mm-hmm. the whole whole deal. You had rain out, several several rain delays, and so on Saturday, uh, John Rahm has to finish up his second round and then play his third round. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and he hits a hole in one like right to begin. Yes, it's awesome. And then he just freaking careers it like plays just outrageous. He was hitting putts that were like. Was it 10 birdies? 10 or 9? Nine? 9 birdies. 9 birdies. 9 birdies. But he was making putts from like 30, 40 feet. Mm-hmm. That just like it was no no big deal. From off the green? Off the green. Didn't matter. Uh, and then he walks off the green and he gets notified that he just tested positive for... And this is on 18. This is like he his putt goes in the hole. He's high-fiving. Hey, I just shot 63. I'm leading... The memorial by six shots, by and they're six like strokes. Hey, by the way, um, I'm gonna let you know something. Uh, you can't play anymore because you have you tested positive for coronavirus. So many takeaways from this. I don't know which direction <laughs> to go in, uh, but I think I just want to start with this. A rule is a rule. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's a stupid rule, in my opinion. At this point, it is because that rule is from months ago, right? And things are way different now than way what they used to be. Way different, and uh, you know, 
he was already in COVID protocol, okay, mm-hmm. for for contact tracing. So what my 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 thing was for five days he's been staying out of the dining room, staying out of the gym. He can't come down to like all the different functions. He has to basically stay in his room. And then if you notice when he hit his hole in one, nobody high fived him. No. Nobody high-fived him. So like Only was, his caddy has been touching him. Yeah. So like he's literally been distanced from everybody for fifty-four holes. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but all the pra- all the practice rounds. So mm-hmm. um I, I guess I don't understand why um we couldn't have at least or or the either the rule hasn't changed or we haven't figured out a way to um allow something, allow a leader or somebody like this, giving them the option of figuring out how to play. You know, he could have gone off early. Could he have played with someone that was vaccinated that didn't care? Like, it just seemed like there was a lot of options, and we maybe took the easy road out. Yeah, that's why I say the rule, and maybe that's what it takes is this weekend to amend the rule. Sure. Because you said go off early. I even said since he's the leader, let him go off last by himself. Sure. Let the, let them play as three ahead of him. Let him go off last by himself. That way, nobody be, that is behind him touching flag sticks or yeah. you know anything of that nature. And uh, you know, not that he. I mean, he usually his caddy pulls the flag, but still, just in case there's no contact tracing, he's he's the last one out. It's just he and his caddy. And or hell, let him carry his own clubs. And, and, I mean, and he even. And, and, I think he probably would have. I think with a six a six stroke lead. Yeah. 1.7 on the line? Yes. Give me that bag. I mean, it cost him, and, and it's way more than that. It cost him more than, than the 1.7 um, uh, winner winnings that that came with it, part of the purse. Uh, and he gets incentives for his endorsements if he wins tournaments. It helps with exemptions, even though I don't think he's has a super big problem with that because he's re- – Super good. Like yeah. He's not going to need it. But I mean, all that kind of all that stuff adds up. All of it helps. It's still it, it's one of those tournaments where it it stands as a as a quali- like you said a qualifier for other tournaments and it, financially and everybody goes oh we don't need the money I don't think you understand uh, 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 his career could be look at Tiger his career could be over tomorrow look at Ricky Fowler look at Ricky Fowler I mean yeah he's having to qualify for the U S Open exactly it could be over tomorrow and. I'm not feeling sorry for him, but one point, you know, 1.7 winnings, not to mention all the incentives he gets from his sponsors, and he's in the league. All that money is already sitting in the bank waiting on him, basically, because he's going to – I doubt he blows a six-stroke lead, and his sponsors are probably already getting together the paperwork. All right, got to cut him a check for this because he's finished top ten, and he finished number one, and he won the tournament. And uh, there, there's – they're probably setting his agents already probably calling people to tonight shows and yeah, all this kind of stuff. And interviews. To, it, one interviews, number two, more commercials because he's now playing Callaway. So he's got that Callaway deal. So they probably would have said they'd had to recut something that said now the winner of you know the Memorial Jacks tournament, you know, John Rahm, also a Callaway, you know, club player. Um, all that is basically in the bank and it all stops on the 54th hole because and my question, and I and I, I don't I don't know if I texted you this or not. I, I know that I tweeted it. Apparently, he tested positive that morning, and no. they still let him go out. No, so if the way I understood it is, he had to take a test every morning before his round, or before his round, and then after it. And they were somewhat like they're like six hour or six hour results or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he took. What's crazy is he tested that night before. 
and he was negative before he teed off. He took the test before he teed off, and it came back at like four o'clock or so their time, which was he was on like hole twelve. Mm-hmm. And then this is this is the part that I don't understand. This is the part that's kind of screwy to me. So they took the same test he already took and retested it. So like they didn't go get another swab. They took the same test and did a retest that was a quicker test, and it mm-hmm. came back that it hit positive again. So the second like confirmation, which I get that because you don't want to yank somebody off the course and it'd be a false positive. So they took they took it again, and it came back like literally as he was finishing 18, and then they just let him finish it. So his first result came back positive at like when he was on like the 11th or 12th hole, and then the second one came back but it was not a true second test. It was just it was just a retest running of the, the same, same running thing. the same thing he did again. Uh, he got that one right on the last hole. So um, there are a couple of things to take away from this too. Um, whether you are for the vaccine, against the vaccine, whatever it may be, I can think of 1.7 million reasons why now he needs to take the vaccine because sure. he's been one that refused it. Because the rule also states that if you've been vaccinated, you don't even have to test. Right. So. If he would have vaccinated himself, which I, I don't know if his religious views, his personal view, whatever it may be. Right. I think but, he, I mean. But he hasn't taken the vaccine, which sure. is why they're testing him. I think he first got it after he found out he came into contact with somebody. And then oh, wow. he like immediately got vaccinated. But it's not long enough yeah. for it to for it to qualify for him for that. My thing is, we don't know his situation. We do know he's already had COVID. Yeah. So, so we know that. So. You know, you're supposed to have some type of antibodies or things like that for a certain amount of time. Um, he travels a lot. I mean, they say only about 50 percent of the tour has had the vaccine. So, like, it's not just insane to think that he's 26 years old. He's got a lot going on. He's already had coronavirus. He plays in an outdoor sport. Patrick Cantlay has not had the virus. He mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, he has not had the vaccine. He's had the virus and he said he was cool. Like he was totally cool with playing with him in contact tracing because I've already had the virus. Right. So uh, I I don't get the outrage like people just like completely saying he's dumb for not doing it. He should have done it or this wouldn't have happened if. Yeah, you're you're right in that sense. But like you don't know his situation. No, we can always do could have would have should on anything. Exactly. Uh, And 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 so I just I'm 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 not a Rom fan, but. Uh, you know, I'm not a Rom hater either. Right. I'm, I'm not like there's some people who don't like him. I, I like that he shows a little bit of emotion from time to time. Oh, Other yeah. people don't like that. I, t- I, I do. I tweeted that there could be 12 per- people murdered before sundown. <laughs> yes. I mean, no kidding. I mean, he, he psycho John. I really he's think, actually toned it down a lot. He he's he said he's been seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah, he's toned it down. a lot. <laughs> and he also did say that uh, a kid being in his life has also toned it. Oh, down. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. And so uh, he said that's that's been that's probably been he said that's done better than his therapy is right. having a kid in his life. So it's just. I, th- I think of the long-term things, because they, they did say, I did read this, and this was from, um, uh, from and I think maybe even the announcer said this, he's got to test positive before the 15th, or he doesn't be, he's not able to play in the Open either. Uh, well, I think he comes out he of comes the out quarantine of 15th, on the on, Tuesday. On, on, yes. The Tuesday and before. he has to test positive. <sighs> I think, I don't think he has to test positive. I think he, once he's. I mean, I mean, test, you know, he has to test, test negative. negative. He has I don't. Test, 
I don't think he has to test negative. I think he just has to. Oh, I thought Nance said he had to test if negative. If he doesn't test negative twice in a 24-hour period, mm-hmm. which I think he will this week. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm throwing that out there. I don't think he has coronavirus. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I think if he, he has to test twice within a 24-hour period or he can't even do anything until the Tuesday of the U.S. Open. Yeah. So he's basically got to go. He's got two rounds to practice or, you know, travel or whatever. He's probably going to be sitting there waiting. But mm-hmm. uh, two rounds to practice uh, and then and then go at the U.S. Open. So, so I have no idea if he has a home course or not, like in his backyard, you know, like the Tigers and the Rickies of the world, if he's got any sort of practice. He, he's got to be by himself. He can't go anywhere. Right. I and mean, they've told him it's, it's, it's the PGA Tour protocol. Right. Uh, so he's going to be stuck um, in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona, which I mean, they're worse places. But you know, and then you got the tournament itself that shook out because then as soon as he's out, there's your there's your six shot leader gone, and all of a sudden the tournament is wide open for about ten players. What is your emotional swing there when you're you're coming off the you're coming off you're like man I'm six shots back let's just try to come in sec- let's just try to do what we can to come in second yes and then all of a sudden you're leading like that is yeah. I mean, you what go a, from you go from six shot down to and and listen at that point. This is this is what you need to realize as a golfer. Guys, got a six shot lead on you. Can he screw up and shoot four over on the day? Yes, probably. But that means you still have got to be under par, right? And it's the it's the final round of of a tournament, a good tournament at a tough course, right? That is new because you haven't played it except for practice rounds, right? So it's not like you've seen it before. Um, you know, to them anyway, because they're such creatures of habit, and so you go from there to, uh, to to, like you got to know I'm playing for second, right? Because shooting six under and him shooting even to get you in a playoff probably ain't going to happen. Not on Sunday. No. Um. So, and I know that's where oh, all's got to because people say that every year about a major. Oh, well, the leader's just got to shoot two over, and then the next guy shoot four under. I'm like. Well, if the leader playing as well as he is shoots two over, trust me, the next guy's probably shooting two over too. Right. Just playing with him. Sure. That's just how that works. So um, just the, as you said, the emotions that go through it from from Colin to to even even guys. That, how about the other guys that were 10 back? Yeah. Now they're only. Yeah. Now they're four back. Four back. Yeah. They're, and, they're in with striking distance. And those are the guys that can go out there because they had a crap day on Saturday yeah. and they may shoot six under on right. a Sunday. They're just, just green light the yeah. whole time, yeah. And, and it, with the rain being soft, yeah, they were – so they all had a chance. And, and it, it seemed like for about 14 or 15 holes, it seemed like nobody wanted to win. No. <laughs> it was like, you take it. No, you take it. No, I'm going to bogey this. No, I'm going to make this 30-footer. It well, was, and no challengers came out of the woodwork. The only guy, Scheffler, kind of came, came mm-hmm. close, uh, which I tweet. He has the – does Scheffler, Scheffler, the best golfer, not named Bubba Watson with the worst swing? Yes, because that foot <laughs> slipping out from it, and that's on purpose. How does he make contact? They didn't realize that at first when he first yeah. started, because uh, that the the foot sliding thing. I want to say a couple of tournaments ago, he said it only started like a couple of years ago. Yeah, like it, he didn't grow up with the back foot kind of give it, but it's it's turned into. That's how he lets us know that his weight has shifted and moved from his right side to his left side is yeah. when that thing slips out from it. But it looks like he's slipping every time. Every time. I'm like thinking this is a pull hook every time he hits When his ball. reaction, too. Because, yeah. I mean, he he's another one. Um, he's, he's one of those golfers that he could be 
five yards offline, but he drops his head. Yeah. And it's you think like that Matsuyama. Yeah. Matsuyama does it all the time. Uh, oh, he just hit this off the course. Oh, no, it's 20 foot. Yeah. It's, no. Yeah. He's center <laughs> he of the green. Center of the green. But no, he was going for it on the left side of the green, but yeah. it's center of the green. Same way with him. Like he, there's, there was a wedge shot actually yesterday, Scheffler, that uh, he, he hit and his back foot, of course, slipped because he was trying to, he was trying to run up on a gap wedge and, and carried a little further ahead so he can get some spin and bring it back. He lowered his head, he dropped it, and I thought, oh man, he's chunked it. Like that's the first thing I thought. Oh, yeah. His foot slipped. He he laid out a pelt that was probably two yards long. Right. And I think flew, he, flew I, directly over the pin. I think he was twelve. I think he was twelve feet from the pin. But yeah. he was he was. I mean, it was a green light special. He was thinking he could put it within five feet. Yeah. Uh, but still, to his reaction, I thought, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> and he was twelve feet from the pin. Yeah. Uh, he missed so, a putt, but maybe that's why he was upset too, because yeah. he knew he knew he wasn't putting very well. Right. So that that was pretty much the only challenger. That, so they, you know, Cantlay and Morikawa kind mm-hmm. of tried to give each other the tournament several times, and then they go to the playoff and Parr wins it. Well, no, before, before we get to the playoff, <laughs> yeah. Morikawa, rain starts coming down heavy. Was that 16 or 17? Was, that, that, was it 17? It was 17 because they were going, they went to 18 tied because. Uh, on 17, that was when... I think uh, they rotate. Did they rotate 9 and 18? I think they They rot- went 18 first. No, they went 18 twice, and then 9. Okay. Right. And um, and so on 17, the rains came. Yeah. And Colin chipped, and then immediately after his chip, the official stepped in and said, let's hold off for a second, let this rain go by. And I thought, well, that's kind of crappy. Yeah. Like, you know... Cantley hasn't putted yet. He, I know. I know he's putting for birdie, but Colin came up way short on shit. Like the rain clearly affected his ball not releasing, yeah. so he ended up being probably ten feet short because uh, it did not roll out. And I thought, what a heck of a par putt he's going to have coming back after it rains. Right. Um, thank goodness he made it, yeah. and he needed to make it because Cantley made his birdie putt from twenty five feet after the rain. Right, uh, and then Colin poured in his par, so then they go to eighteen tied, um, and then I texted you. I think from there on out, after they finished in regulation, it should have been left clean in place. Sure, I could see that, and you can't call it in the middle of a round. No, because it's not fair to the other golfers. Right, you know they say we got to do everything that's fair for all the golfers. Well, they're the only two left on the course, so it's reset. It's reset because they tee off on eighteen. He. Um, Cantlay goes way right again. He can't control his ball at this point. Yeah. Um, but he, he draws a good lie. Yeah. Um, Murakawa goes dead center of the fairway. Huge chunk of mud on his ball. Yeah. Uh, Dottie, um, um, I forgot her name, uh, the analyst. But Dottie. She, it, it was Dottie. Yeah. So Dottie comes on. She goes, um, he needs to be I don't know if he realizes this, but usually when, you know, the ball, the mud's on the front like that, it's going to cost topspin. He needs to take an extra club. He didn't. He comes up short. Uh, now they still end up par and both par of the hole and, and and yeah, but he's dead center of the fairway. Yeah, like you, you got to be rewarded. Yes, can't lay blue at this point in time. It's better to miss the fairway mm-hmm. because the the rough the rough on the uh, you know was so high it it kind of knocked down the chance of yes. there being mud on the ball. Not so, just high, yeah, not just high. It's so slanted. There's not like the the runoff is going into yeah. the into the bunker and into the fairway. Where, or or the bunker would not even have been that yeah. bad of a lie because it was it was the sand was a lot more compact. But no, he hits it he hits it dead sprinkler head right down the middle and it 
comes up with a clog of mud on the ball. Like it's just at that point in time, when it goes to a playoff, you want things to be, uh, you should be able to make rule changes in a playoff. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was super unfortunate. Because that is a local rule. That's not a that's not a written rule. That's a the officials get together and they yes. determine local rules what we're going to allow to happen. Because you've seen some tournaments where they'll say we're not doing out of bounds in this tournament. There yeah. is no out of bounds. And so even though you'll clearly see on television there'll be white stakes because to the local members there is OB, but to the players they say we're just not doing out of bounds this week. Yeah. Um, they could have done that in the playoff. They could have gotten together when they signed their card. Hey, guys, it's the last probably hour it's been doing nothing but raining everything's softened up so we're going to do lift clean in place uh in the fairway moving forward and they didn't and it may have cost Murakawa the the tournament yeah i mean he uh, could have came up way short and then missed his putt right after he chipped up yep so uh that's good for cantlay i think that's the second time he's won this tournament exactly Um, second time and uh i'd tell you one thing that i took from it is jack and his wife play host of this tournament the memorial every year his wife looks like she legit enjoys golf. She was grinning from ear to ear during the entire, like, 17, 18, and even the playoff hole that they came back and played on 18. She never took a smile off her face. She just enjoys golf. She is the most, like, picturesque image of what a golf wife <laughs> is. Like, she just absolutely uh, – she's awesome. I mean, she absolutely is just in it. 100%. The players love her. They, they do. They love her. She is – Bubba donated a driver with a yellow shaft yep. to their uh, to their charity. Charity, yeah. Uh, he signed it um, to, to give to him, and he gave it to her. He didn't give it to Jack. He he gave it to her. He knows she's the one doing all the work. Uh, the players appreciate her. They they respect her just as much as they respect Jack. Yep. Uh, so it, it is that's – one, that's one of my cool tournaments to watch. I mean, you know, you got uh, 16 in the desert that everybody has to watch every year, the Waste Management Open, just because it's the loudest hole in golf. <laughs> it's um, so different, yeah. But, you know, other than the majors, one of my fun tournaments to watch is the Memorial because Jack's going to be there. It used to, and, and it used to be the same when, when Arnie would be on 18 for the for his for his Arnold Palmer at Invitational Hill, yeah. at Bay Hill, uh, which I still watch and I still enjoy. But it's not the same. Not the same without Arnie yeah. greeting him. And, you know, Jack, he's moving slow, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it, you know. It's starting to. It's wearing on him. Too. It's starting to be a reality that, and he's starting yeah. to implement. That's why he's got his wife there. That's yeah. why he's got his son Jack Jr. there, dressed just like him. Because yep. you got to, you got to think that as soon as you know he decides he's either his health doesn't allow him to go out, or if he's not around anymore, you got that transition of of power. That, right. Um. You know, Jack Jr. will be there to, but it's still it, it'll be just like the the Arnie Invitational. It, right. It won't be the same. Right. Uh. Lastly, the best <laughs> the, soundbite. They always say you should wrap up with a good fluff story. Yes. Boy, do we have one. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, this is probably the, the, the worst story that just is absolutely hilarious <laughs> that I've ever seen that involves golf. So there's this, <laughs> there's this European tour player from mm-hmm. Australia. His name's Scott Hind. Okay. And he's going to play in the uh, most recent, uh, tournament over there and I, I guess it was in possibly in france because he was flying air france okay he made sure to let everybody know that too. yeah yeah <laughs> on twitter he made sure that they knew the flight number the the, the flight attendants the everything so uh he loses his luggage his clubs everything everything literally everything and so he was he sh- such a hurry he didn't even have he didn't even have a to-go bag like no. he didn't he didn't carry on 
He didn't have he didn't have toothpaste. He didn't have deodorant. He had absolutely. He didn't have his razor because remember he no, said he yes. said I got to shave. I got to yeah. go shave after this. Maybe the hotel's got a razor for me. He had absolutely nothing. So he shows up to this golf tournament with literally the clothes he has on. He has to go buy clothes, buy everything. Gets like hand me down clubs, mismatched drivers, irons, putters. Uh, he got a, he said he got a hat from somebody. Yeah, he didn't even he wasn't even he said that he couldn't even buy stuff off the rack in there because he wanted to make sure he stayed he still stayed with his sponsors. sponsors he had to, he had to yeah. borrow a Titleist hat. A Titleist hat. Uh, so he borrowed shoes and clubs, various tour players. Scott Jamison gave him some. Stephen Gallagher and Alexander Levy all pitched in and gave him. And the best was his description. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how he hits those irons. He must be real strong. I've been catching heavy all day. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he hits that driver because it just goes into crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it was hilarious. I don't know how he used that putter because it doesn't make anything. No, it doesn't make anything. <laughs> yeah. But he goes out and he still shoots 78. Yeah. He said, and that was his, that was his shining light. He goes, I broke 80. Yeah. I broke 80 today with a, and, and it doesn't stop there though, because the reporter goes on to say, well, did you at least get a good night's sleep? No. no. Oh, his air conditioner didn't work his air in his room. Goes out. And the guy was like, so we'll just get to it in the morning. He was like, no, no, I'm up. I'm going to another room. I have had the crappiest travel day known to man. I want to sleep well and I want an air conditioner. Yes. Find me a room. Not and, in this. He said it was a sauna. He's yeah. Like, I'm not sleeping in this sauna. I'm all sleeping night. in a sauna. So he didn't even get a good night's rest. Didn't get to didn't get to use his his toiletry, so he didn't shave. He even told the reporter, he goes, "I got to shave after I, I got razor. I got to go home and get my razor." So, uh, poor guy. But that was it, what a it was by far the interview of the weekend for sure because he wasn't ticked about it. No, he was just he was just he just embraced it. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And you've heard other players. Oh yeah, lost their clubs, but the good players that have lost their clubs. I mean, you've seen it at tournaments. If they're sponsored by TaylorMade, there's a TaylorMade truck there. Oh, yeah. They've got their specs in the truck. They can put clubs together. Now, that's not what they're used to, but they can literally put their their clubs together at a moment's notice. European tour, it ain't the same over there. No, I mean, and props to this dude. I mean, he's got right at just shy. He's only got about 7,000 followers on Twitter. He's probably a journeyman. Mm Mm-hmm. Guy I've never heard of him before. I'd never heard of him. Got a great but personality, though. Great personality. So he just goes, you know, things go bad, and he just tries to make it happen. It was awesome. So, Ben, if you go on a trip <laughs> and you lose all this stuff that this guy lost, what is the most essential to you? What is the one thing you just – there's no way you could pull it off if you didn't have it? I'm gonna I'm gonna take clubs out of the equation. The reason I say take clubs out of the equation is because mo- if you're gonna go to a resort type place, they got clubs you rental can rent. clubs. Yeah. yeah, I got rental clubs. So I'm not worried. I'm not gonna have to borrow clubs from my buddies or share a bag with them on the cart, which the club's probably not gonna let you do anyway. Um, even though you know playing with my buddies, you know you've always hit their clubs or they've hit yours. Hey, let me swing that. So you know I'd be kind of used to it. Um, my wife would be upset because I'd probably empty the pro shop with different golf gear. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be decked out in any kind of Peter Millar. I mean, everything from pants to shorts to shirts. Buy the whole to, pro shop. Yeah, I'd buy, yeah, the pro. I mean, she'd get that. She'd see the credit card bill and she'd be like, "What is going on?" I lost my luggage. Well, did you have to buy Peter Millar stuff? Could you not go to Walmart? Could you not? <laughs> they you don't not, have one. In yeah. Bahamas. Could you not find something else? No, I just. The good news is I'm logoed out with that resort for the next five years at least. Right. Um. So yeah, that probably what you. So I don't think I could pull it off if I didn't have a broken in pair of underwear. (laughs) 
you can't go. This guy, he said he he had to even go buy underwear. Like you can't wear underwear right out of the yeah, pack. Yeah, he did say he had to go like down to a pharmacy and buy underwear. No, like that's <laughs> you're walking uh, in pants. Like you got to have your situation like handled. You yes, can't, <laughs> you can't go crisp out of the package and then just go hard walking for thirty six holes. Like that's impossible. I will say he stayed in a hotel, so it's not like he he was able to break them in and not just break them in, wear them. He he wasn't able to throw them in a wash machine or a dryer real quick to no. to toss them and loosen them up. No man, <laughs> just like they they become part of you. They like they form to you. Like you, yeah. you can't just go. <laughs> right out of the package and go walk in 36 holes. And, thir- not- and 36, he's not going commando. No, <laughs> that's that ain't happening either. No, so he he had to. Yeah, I could I could see where that'd be an issue. So and think about the pharmacy underwear, I, like in Europe. <laughs> you're talking cotton. Oh, it's, hot. Oh, just smoldering down there. <laughs> talking about dad bods, it's gonna be. It's gonna, like you know, after you have your kid, those granny panties the hospital sends you home with for your yes, wife to wear. Yes. That's essentially what you're gonna be wearing oh, from yeah. the pharmacy out there on the golf course. And see, I'm a pouch guy now, so <laughs> my underwear's got to have the pouch. So there's no way I can handle. You bought into that deal. Oh, yeah, I'm a pouch guy. <laughs> got to have separation, comfortable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, there's no way I'm taking – there's no way I'm, I'm just going to go home. I'm flying home if I've got to play in pharmacy, cotton, hot, yeah, probably like whitey-tidy type underwear, I'm, I'm out. I'm sitting this one out. Yeah. You, you boys have fun. Yeah. I'll be at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, the pool. in my pharmacy underwear. I'll see you guys when yeah. y'all come to – they're going to run me out of the pool because I'm going to be in my pharmacy I'm boxers. probably driving. I'm going to drive home too. I'm not going to fly home. He's going to go rent a car. Yeah. Drive all the way to Australia from wherever the heck he was. That's awesome. It was yeah. an awesome interview. It was uh, it was great to see that he took it in stride. You've seen that numerous times, as I said, from other players that they've lost their bag and they just completely were out of sorts, even though they got to play with their specs. European Tour, you don't see the trucks at European Tour events that you see at American Tour events, right? unless it's the British Open, and that's just because yeah. the Tigers and the John the Roms, and the, it's the Open. So those players are like, tailor-made, you better be there. Right. I don't care what boat you have to leave on at what time to get it there. Get it you there. better be there. Right. And so um, training trucks, all that kind of stuff, they didn't have all that. So uh, Scott Hinn, mm-hmm. big fan. Yes. Moving forward. From here on out, I'm pulling for you, bud. He didn't make the cut, but. No, but you know they always do. He the, stole our hearts. They so. always do the Scottish Open before the British Open. I'm yeah. sure he'll probably be in that because he's a European tour, tour player. He's on my list. I will be putting money on him. Oh, he'll be. He, he's probably a, a 500 to one shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Now, he's he's now starred on my PGA Tour <laughs> yes. app, our yes. European Tour app. I'm going to star him and follow him from exactly. now on. So congrats to Scott for being awesome. So <laughs> we're pulling for you, Scott. Oh, as an update, as of uh, – 16 hours ago, he still doesn't have his clubs. I know. That was the funny thing is, <laughs> as I kept I kept looking, hoping he, they would come to him eventually. And see, now, since he missed the cut, he just went on back home. You know he's got to be calling the airline going, man, just send it to the house. Yeah. Like, I got to practice, too. I got another tournament. Because European tour guys, they play week in and week out. And he they got to travel, too, man. He, yeah. He's got to go all over the place. Yep. So, uh Big fan, we're pulling for you, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you epitomized the dad by the way you looked. No, not shaven. You had the, I wouldn't even say the five o'clock shadow. I'd say the 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 fifty six hour shadow because you tell it been he'd gone the weekend without shaving. So uh, between that and grabbing a, a smorgasbord of clubs from all your buddies and 
hats and borrowing shirts and, and CVS underwear. CVS underwear from yeah, man. I'm all for it. I, I hope I hope you do well. I may change my answer from earlier to Scott Hinn. He may be the guy from now on. <laughs> the guy you tweet. At I might have a shot. He's only got seven thousand followers. I might have a shot. He may do it if you tell him that you you'll provide uh, you'll you'll provide clothes for him to come over here. He may yeah. do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's one thing you're gonna have. You're not going to be begging for CVS yes, exactly uh, CVS uh, clothing. Poor guy. But guys, we have we've enjoyed this. Uh, this is our first episode, so mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be many, many more. Uh, we're going to try to go two a week. Yep. And uh, so stay tuned. We're going to have a little bit of a U.S. Open preview, possibly a couple of cool interviews, um, and uh, just kick this thing off and have a lot of fun. Catch so. us on Twitter. Yep. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, and you said we have a TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Still got it. Super easy. Dad bod golf pod. That's everywhere. Simple. Always stroking. Always stroking. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.